You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for being here. Um, and thanks, Jessica, for um, arranging for everybody to be here. I have something to hand out. And thank you for my, sorry, remember? Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. I'm Rabbi Nathan, the rabbi of uh, the temple here. Um, and so it's really wonderful to meet you and to have you here and to hear about the incredible work that uh, the IRC is doing. And I just wanted to take like five minutes to, um, to, to give you all a context, I think, a Jewish context for, was it like everybody else sat down? Should I sit down or? <laughs> uh, if I sit down, I'm going to stand back up again. Well, I might as well sit down to start. Um, so uh, to give you guys a, a, a Jewish context for why your being here and supporting what Jessica is doing is so important, why what Jessica is doing is so important, why the work that the IRC is doing is so important, why your being here to support Jessica and the IRC is so important, um, and what you can go back and tell those who weren't able to come today, um, why they should have been here, and it would have been important for them to be here, but since even if they weren't here, that they should support what Jessica's doing, buy jewelry, why you guys should buy jewelry, uh, and, uh, and, and make a contribution, okay? So I just want to take a couple minutes and give you what I think is, is the Jewish context of this, but just to um, start, and you've you know, been um, given uh, some really powerful and important data, but I brought a few things just that, that, that struck me that I wanted to share, and, um, mine comes from another organization that's doing um, some, I think, great work on this issue um, called HIAS, which is the, formerly the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Um, uh, not as big or as comprehensive as what the IRC is doing, but trying to do their part as well. Um, and so here's some uh, pieces of data that I, that I culled from, from them. During 2014, conflict and persecution forced an average of 42,500 individuals per day to leave their homes and seek protection elsewhere, either within the borders of their own country or in other countries. This number has increased fourfold over the past four years. In 2014, 51% of refugees were under 18 years old. This goes to, um, to what you were saying. All refugees resettled in the United States are screened by the National Counterterrorism Center, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and the State Department. Anytime new information about the refugee is provided, like a different phone number, for example, the screening process is repeated again. Uh, and, I, and, and while you were talking about um, the, some of the difficulties that people have once they get here, among them is transportation. This is sort of like a personal um, political pitch. Um, but there's a movement in Richmond to expand um, access to public transportation, expand public transportation routes. And so it's all interconnected into the system. There's actually going to be a vote in city council tomorrow for anybody who is interested. I'll be there anyway because I'm giving the invocation at city council tomorrow. Um, but if you wanted to come and, and hear the conversation about um, that issue, or uh, I think I'm invoking at 6. So I think that's when the meeting starts. Um, I think the meeting was like six to eight or something. City Hall, City Hall I guess, yeah. yeah. City Hall, 
I'm hoping I'll still be there when they talk about this issue, but I have another meeting at 7.30, so I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> but, um, uh, in 2011, Lebanon hosted only 10,000 refugees and asylum seekers. Today, they host upwards of 1.8 million in a country of under 5 million people. So it just kind of goes to show you, first of all, we will say, like, why aren't other countries doing their fair share? Um, I think that that's a, a, a what they say, a, like a, a red herring, uh, and because there clearly are, um, and proportionally doing a much greater share than the U.S. is currently doing. Hopefully we'll do more. Provisional data indicates that the number of unaccompanied or separated children seeking asylum on an individual basis has reached levels unprecedented since the United Nations High Commissioner on Refugees started systematically collecting this data. So that's just a few pieces of data that, that stuck out to me. Now I want to um, just, just run through I think five key Jewish texts and teachings on the subject. I don't think that these are cherry-picked uh, um, pieces of text. Um, I think that this is a running theme throughout the tradition. In other words, I could have picked a hundred other texts, um, and I chose these because I thought that they were the most clear um, on the subject. So um, Yalkut Shimoni is a, is a collection of Midrash. And it says that God gathered the dust that the first human being was made out of from the four corners of the world, red, black, white, and green. Red is the blood, black is the innards, and green is the body. Why from the four corners of the world? So that if one comes from the east to the west and reaches the end of their life, no one will say, this land isn't the dust of your body, it's mine. Go back to where you were created. Rather, this way, every place that a person walks is considered from where one is created and to there one will return. In other words, the, the system of, of, of borders and boundaries that we set up in the world, while helpful and useful in many contexts, um, is not fundamental to who we are as human beings. And who we are as human beings is um, interconnected and equal to each and everyone else, which means that if someone um, is, uh, uh, leaves their home or is forced out of it, especially if they're forced out of their home, um, they have as much right to be in another place as you do, to be in your country as you do, um, even though they weren't born here. Same, same the other way around, right? If, God forbid, you were forced out of your home, this text would say you have as much right to resettle in another country as somebody who was native born there. And that is a deeper theological principle in Judaism, uh, which is that if, if, uh, if there's one God and God created the world, um, then we don't actually really own the world or any piece of the world. We might hold on to it temporarily, but God owns the world, right? And so we um, uh, have as much right to each other's places as, as anybody. Exodus 23, 9, uh, you shall not oppress an immigrant, for you know the feelings of the immigrant, having yourselves been immigrants in the land of Egypt. So much, 36 times, by the way, the Torah repeats a version of that statement. Um, and it's a, a core part of Jewish ethics. As Nechama Leibovitz says, who's a, uh, a famous Israeli Bible teacher, she said, the Torah cautions us regarding our behavior toward the stranger, the immigrant, no less than 36 times, the most repeated injunction in the Torah. Empathy is an outgrowth of experience. We are bidden to put ourselves in the position of the stranger by remembering how it felt when we were strangers in another land. Right? I mean, it's a, core, a cornerstone of 
uh, biblical and rabbinic ethics is a sense of empathy for the experience of the immigrant and the stranger, having ourselves been immigrants and strangers in the land of Egypt. But it's not only that mythical experience that we had in Egypt or ancient historical experience that we had in Egypt. We could list out century after century in our history up to the modern period where the refugee story and the immigrant story is a fundamental part of the Jewish story. Many of us are descendants um, either of people who are actually refugees from, say, uh, uh, World War II era Europe, or if not refugees specifically in the technical sense from, say, Tsarist Russia um, or, uh, or post-Bolshevik Russia, um, pale settlement, that it, uh, that, that it wasn't really by like the choice to leave the Pale of Settlement wasn't really such a choice. It was either leave the Pale of Settlement or the Cossacks will come and kill you, right? So, um, so that's part of our story too. So we should be aware of and sensitive to the fact of, uh, of what's going on in the lives of other nations and other peoples um, around the world who are living out this story, even if it's not what we're living out right now ourselves. It's part of our story too. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who is uh, now the former chief rabbi of, uh, of Britain, um, said, I used to think that the most important line in the Bible was, love your neighbor as yourself. And then I realized that it's easy to love your neighbor because he or she is usually quite like yourself. What's hard is to love the stranger, one whose color, culture, or creed is different from yours. That's why the command, love the stranger because you were once strangers, resonates so often throughout the Bible. And it is summoning us now. Right. Um, my father-in-law, Rabbi Neil Rose, some of you have met, says um, sometimes that if it, if it weren't hard, it wouldn't be a mitzvah. Right? God only commands things that aren't like, natural for us to do. It's like, you know, God doesn't command us like, like eat three square meals a day because like, naturally we're going to do that. Right? God commands us to keep kosher because that's a hard thing to do, being aware of what we're eating. Right? So 36 times, think about it, right? I mean, why would God command something 36 times in the Torah if it were not for the fact that it's hard to do? Of course, really important because it's commanded over and over again, but hard, right? So it is much harder in some ways to love the stranger because we, do, we distrust people who are different from us. What, what are their motives for coming in, right? We got to screen them, all these layers of screening and, and all that. And what the Torah is saying to us, Remember when you're going through that mental process of thinking about the other, thinking about the stranger, thinking about the immigrant in, in, through those lenses, remember that you were once them. People once thought about you in those same ways. And if you were them, how would you want to be seen? How would you want to be treated? And so it takes time to cultivate that, ingrain that within our hearts and within our souls. And that's why the Torah talks about it so many times. And it is summoning us now. Then Psalm 39, 13. Hear my prayer, God. Give ear to my cry. Do not disregard my tears. For I am a stranger with you, a temporary dweller like all my ancestors. Right? Underscoring two realities, a historical reality that I alluded to, and a the theological reality that I alluded to. The Jewish tradition um, believes that because God created the world, we don't actually own any piece of the world. We can live in it, we can hold on to it, we can even have a deed to it, um, but that is all ultimately um, only temporary um, and only in a very limited sense. Um, and in that way, we uh, have a responsibility 
to uh, to ensure that uh, that uh, that others um, have homes and places to call their own in the same way that, that we do, and they have as much right to that as we do. Um, they have as much right to live with us as we have to live where we are, um, and that we have that historical experience ourselves that we ought to draw on to see our place in that story. Um, so I, I just wanted to share these with you, and again, I could have picked a hundred other texts from the Jewish tradition on this very subject. There's very few texts that I could have picked out, I think, in the other direction, arguing against accepting the immigrant, although within Jewish tradition, you, of course, can find uh, uh, viewpoints in any uh, realm of subjects and, 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 uh, and, and cherry-pick to support your argument. But, I, but I'm uh, as convinced of this as I am about anything in Judaism, that, um, that God, Torah, and Jewish history would want all of us to be here today, would want all of us to support the mitzvah that Jessica is doing, um, and would want all of us to encourage our friends and neighbors to support what Jessica is doing, support what the IRC is doing, and uh, to help the stranger for you were once strangers anyway.